Coming right at you on this episode of The Chop Up, we kick it off with some black excellence and we got Morgan William from Mississippi State going in in the NCAA Women's Tourney, knocking off UConn with the game winner. So we're going to hit on a little backstory with that. And we got friends of the show that are doing big things, including my co-host. Then we're going to move into the entertainment chop. It's April, it's springtime, and Netflix has rolled out their new slate of upcoming shows and movies and, and all those things. So we're going to talk about what we're looking forward to in that. And then we're going to finish up with social chop. And we got a black renaissance. People out here doing it for the culture. So we're just going to brag on our people, shed light on some things that are going on, and then talk about how it's affecting our, our world today. So you already know, this is The Chop Up. Stay tuned. <laughs> This is the chop up, this is the chop up, this is the chop up and no one can do it live. My name is Cam G, the coolest, allow me to do the honor. I'm with my sister Toya G and she's straight out of KC. Moved to the west coast but still gon' keep it G. We got together to give the people something that's free. The chop up should come off organically cause on the mic, on the phone, we gonna have these conversations anyway. And make sure you chop it up with us on the social media and you can chop up any day cause you can stream us in any place and Say I was Cam G, the coolest Had to reel you in if you never knew us Straight from Dallas, Texas, making OG maneuvers And this is a recording where no one can do it lava This is the chop up This is the chop up What's up everybody, we back at it It's the month of April and we in this thing You already know what it is, it's the chop up It's your girl Toya G Hey, I'm Cam G the coolest. What's good, Toy G? I'm doing great, KG. You know, um, like I already said, you know, April is here, the spring is here, the summer is coming, yes. the sun is here to the stay. Sun. <laughs> the sun. So, because even in California, it was out here getting bad. It was doing a lot of rain and a lot of crazy stuff, a lot of flooding. So, I'm just happy to be on the way to this beach weather and this hike weather I'm about to get into. You feel me? Mm-hmm. That's really where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. What is what's it looking like down in Texas? Our weather is beautiful. Um, well, you know, up here, it's, it's kind of crazy, actually. It's up and down. It was storming over the weekend. Then it cooled off. This morning, I ran outside in some shorts, yeah. and it was like 60. I know. my you know, That's cold. My Midwest people and my uh, East Coast people, especially if y'all listening, you know, I love y'all. But I heard y'all kind of still been going through it a little bit. Y'all, y'all, y'all they emotions, still in the winter, right? Their emotions are being played with right now. So, yeah. um, you know, the South is good. The West is good. It's the rest of y'all that I worry about. Um, yeah, but you know, uh, come see us, you know, nonstop flights. I think, you know, LAX is one of the hubs of global travel. So, you know, copy your ticket, come out here and get some of this Southwest. fun in the sun. You eat cheap, easy, free bags. You know, you can't be, but, um, yo, what was we talking about before we even started recording? Um, yo, this is, this is going to have me messed up yeah. for the rest of this stuff. Basically, like, what is it? Another, yeah. another daily reminder that we getting old. Yeah, yeah, and that I, that really I I think that reminded me of when my mom realized her age at some point. We were just having a regular conversation. She just gasped, mm. and that's what I just did. I was like, <laughs> "No, like, well, <laughs> tell her, like, tell her what." The it is. startling discovery is that um, the average what high school senior or junior, something like that, or either maybe next year. This generation mm-hmm. of kids that is graduating will not have been alive for September 11th. 
right? It'll be a completely yeah. uh, foreign and weird historical moment for them. They will have been either inside of the womb, um, about to be conceived by their mm-hmm. uh, their parents, or not even thought mm-hmm. of. A, a little speck of dust in somebody's uh, 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 eye, if you will. Because... <laughs> Yeah, like literally. They weren't thought of. Hey, that is crazy. 2001 was such a long time ago. And I keep seeing these little uh, lists of like favorite R&B songs that came out 20 years ago. Like it's like Mad Aaliyah songs mm-hmm. that came out. Mad. Um, just a bunch of. Yeah, some Destiny's Child. There was yeah, some Mary J. Blige going in. A lot of the jam, though. It's 20 years old. Oh my goodness! What did we? That, that is that that just floored me. Like uh, seriously, I don't know what I'm thinking, but it's people out here that don't have your same experiences, bro. Not a- <laughs> like, <they> just <laughs> just like I'm just naive. Like come on, like that. But that really did just. Yeah, that just put me back. That like, mess with you because that was the quintessential historical oh. moment of our our lifetime. Not even just our childhood. It definitely shaped and formed our childhood. And I wasn't. I mean, we were kids, like, but we were like, you were. We were, knew where you were yeah, at the time. I was 12 in Mr. Ketchum's seventh grade science class at Lincoln mm-hmm. College Preparatory Academy. Um, Mr. McCain, Bill McCain, uh, the guidance counselor was coming in for, you know, one of those little, um, today we're not going to do class, <clears throat> excuse me, instead we're going to do a presentation, presentation. And mm-hmm. by the time I walked up to the door, I'm talking about, I walked up and seen this grown man crying tears. And I'm like, what is happening wow. right now? Like, he was crying hard. And we came in. I don't know. Did y'all have TV One? Channel TV One? Channel One? We had something like that. Channel, I think it, it was called it Channel It was on one. my second period. And, yeah, it was on, like, one of the closed yeah. circuit television. Closed circuit yeah, television. Yeah, yep. TVs up in the corner or whatever. And um, they had the TVs uh, changed from Channel One onto uh, the news. And I actually mm-hmm. watched the second plane run into the tower because the first one they was watching like, oh my goodness, we don't know what's going on. Da 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 da. And class was just mm-hmm. about to start, so we all watching the TVs in disbelief. Like, what does this mean? Like, this is happening. Like, you know, my historical context is short. Like, how many other times has this ever happened before? And oh. apparently none. Obviously none. But while we watching mm-hmm. this unfold, they're like, what is this? What is this? Oh no, another accident. Plane number two. And so I have some serious memory. But these children don't know nothing about this. They Yeah. <laughs> I, I Oh man, well, I just What was uh, I can't, what were you? I, can't, I was I was getting dropped off at the school, Forest Meadow Junior High, Dallas, Texas. Yeah. And I was, we were listening to K104 and Chris Arnold. I was just, I don't know how I remember it. Chris Arnold has a very distinctive voice out here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And um, he said, uh, yeah, it's breaking news. Uh plane just has hit one of the Twin Towers, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and he said something about a small, a small plane has hit the Twin Tower before. But this is like, you know, a long a time ago, like yeah. a small plane. So, we no, we, yeah, it's like a small one person playing. So I'm thinking okay. it's like that. And then I get to second period and then I'm like, oh, the whole tone has shifted. The TV is on. The tower is smoking. I'm just like, whoa, I was kind of in a day. So I was like, this is, this is wild. Mm-hmm. I just remember being on TV just that, that whole day got released early. But that is, that's, it was, uh, just wild that the people that are about to be adults in this world didn't even, didn't even experience that. Mm-hmm. And that's just that I'm, I'm really taken aback by that. So that just 
I don't know so if I'm gonna make it through the episode. More proof that they're weird. Then I'm not with the yeah. <laughs> Kill now. Who won't listen to the show? Shout we out, cool. shout out cool. to you know, cause I know I definitely have some. We got some high school listeners listening. We got some college <laughs> listeners. We got some grown folk, like some official uh, house owning, car owning grown folk. Um, yeah. And you know got a little bags, bit of everybody uh, listening to the chop up. So shoot, everybody from doggone thirteen to thirty five forty. Um, and outside of that, you know, if you support us, thank y'all. Uh, either you real old, you real young, or you right where you need to be. So I'll let you figure out where you are in that category. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let's go ahead and jump into the show. We're going to go ahead and jump into this young entertainment shop. And I want to start off, really, because I'm coming off of my first spring break in about, mm, let me say, eight years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, working in academia Ooh. has its own perks, and one of those is having a spring break. But the thing is, with debate and stuff like that, I ain't my mm-hmm. life. Those breaks are gone. You know what I'm saying? They've been gone from the teaching and the coaching side to the student side. I haven't had a lot of time to take that little week they give you um, in the school schedule and just chill. Long story short, I kind of right. had a piece of that, and I got to jump into a lot of Netflix, and, and I got my life. G, you have no idea, like. I got my life. Okay, so what's what's on the what's on the bill? What's on the bill? Well, what I I want to kind of put out there what I've been watching just in terms of what's already on Netflix before we get to this Netflix mm-hmm. list that we're gonna get to. But um, the two shows that I definitely gotta sell to y'all if you're thinking about what to watch, if you're flipping through, if you're going page to page, you're like, I don't even know what this is about. Why would I do it? And by the way, the infrastructure to like see reviews and get people's feedback and ratings on Netflix, like to access that stuff is like stupid. So I think they should fix that. Um, I don't. I didn't have. I've never seen ratings on my Netflix. Like, never. I mean, I see. I see like what they think I would rate it, but I don't see feedback. I only ever see something. like stars and stuff like that when I'm on my computer yeah, and yeah. not on my smart TV, which already is annoying. But I also think they should leave some spaces for people to like leave commentary. But I guess that people would leave probably like a uh, what they call them when you spoilers, and so you don't want that. Uh, but, uh, it's it's weird. I don't know. I just wish that was more interactive in terms of me knowing. Just how this movie is being perceived by the people watching it. I think Netflix could do a better job at tightening up that system. All those criticisms aside, um, yeah. Nurse Jackie is that deal. Um, I've written about okay. it on my Facebook and on Twitter and all of that kind of stuff. But uh, it's seven seasons, short episodes, like 30-minute 30, 30 episodes, uh, seven seasons about this nurse who is basically addicted to painkillers. And how she tempers walking the line between being an ER nurse and having this addiction, the rise and the fall of it, um, the resurrection of her life, her career, and all of those different things. And just watching it unfold is so, so crazy. So, Nurse Jackie, definitely, if y'all out there looking for something to watch and get into and you want to get lost in the sauce, check that out. Did you make it through that that whole uh, series? It's it's dead, Shotty. Done? Done? It's dead, dead, Shotty. Damn, one, okay. One through seven. One through seven. Just ba 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 da 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 and we out of here. Like it was a blessing. Um outside of that though, is also um shoot. Uh oh, green leaf. Green leaf. Green leaf. Um yes, if you don't know about green leaf. Yo, that, this is a show that started out at the probably on own, I believe. I know it's um from the Oprah Winfrey Network. Um, or mm-hmm. the Oprah Winfrey like studios or whatever, um, but the a project big money network. Yeah, basically, um, but if y'all don't know about <laughs> it, because I think the, the second the second season is either out or exists or something like that. But it's basically about this black 
um, church family that's in, I think they're probably in like Arkansas or something like that, somewhere in the South. But it just, it's a season full of church drama. And so, mm. um, but not even in the sense that you might expect it. And so there are a lot of interesting character developments. There are a lot of plot twists. There are a lot of pivots. A lot of interesting things that I think um, are capable of sustaining an audience. And it's not the same baggage of traditional churchy drama. It's some it's some good stuff. So Church drama. A little bit, but it's... Uh, I mean, but the, I'm going to pass on that one. It's not... It's good. I don't know. I, I like how it was written. I like the character developments. I think that, you know, mm-hmm. it depends on your tolerance for, for watching that type of stuff. I definitely don't watch any and every old thing that attempts to deal with issues in the church. But I think this mm-hmm. one does so okay. with a little bit of finesse. It's an Oprah project. So, you know, I'm here for it a little bit already. Mm-hmm. And she's in it. That's all. That all, that always helps, too. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. She's she's about to be in that uh, Henry, or I don't know if it's released, the Henrietta Lacks movie. Oh, Really? Yeah, it's gonna be on that. HBO. Yeah, yeah, they doing like a oh yeah, it does look good. And I think I I want to check out that book too. I want to check the film out in the book. Yeah, so. Henry. But I heard it. Um, the 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 film went along with the book though. So mm, yeah, be a good thing. I mean, if y'all sleep on Henrietta Lacks, she's probably a large reason why you even alive and blinking right now because so many different medicines. Um, and just understanding that the human body were de- derived from studying her cells, which were just amazing, uh, had the incredible ability of adapting, of recovering, of doing all types of crazy stuff. So thus, the way that a lot of us go in terms of black people in the history of America, she was poked at and prodded at, and her stuff was stolen. Um, she wasn't even given credit for half of the, like, the pharmaceuticals and the influences that her cells and her body had on, on modern medicine. But, um, heck of a, heck of a story. And to know that Oprah's associated with it, I'm pretty excited yeah. about that. Pretty excited. Oprah killing it still. Yeah, basically. Don't worry. She behind the camera now. Don't even trip. Yeah. Don't even trip. Show a face every now and then. Yeah, but, I mean, in true Oprah fashion, she need to keep start passing out money again. That would really take us back. Yeah, <laughs> make sure I'm in, in the proximity like much. The Oprah, and that's, that's actually a term that we, we teach or that I talk about in terms of uh, coining phrases and how to use rhetoric and cut and, and to create messages or whatever the idea that you mm-hmm. op- the opratization of a thing right if, if you say that somebody is opratizing uh a certain situation what does that mean if, if i say somebody's opratizing what does that mean she is everyone in, around me is is getting, getting paid, hey you, getting you get a car right you get a car we, we all get getting bags you get a, you get a bag <laughs> you get a Look under your. You get a plane. Look under your seat, Cameron. Yeah. Look under your seat. Look under your seat. Oh my god! <laughs> but you she, shouldn't have. But that's 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 just how much <laughs> Oprah has like left a mark on our society. You know, people understand those acts of benevolence, if you will, as reflecting the OOG. So, um, yeah, she's out here. She's lit. She's creating beautiful things. I think Greenleaf is worth the watch. Um, if not, Nurse Jackie is your second fallback. Um, but check those two shows out. From my perspective, for sure, for sure, for sure. Okay. Yeah. But uh, this this whole uh, kind of topic we wanted to talk about because we wanted to get into what people should be looking forward to. And so um, this Netflix list for April uh, has just kind of popped up and circulated. Of course, April is already here, so this has been out for like the last week or so. But I I shared it with you. It's looking pretty thick, huh? Like I, I Yeah, think- yeah, I'm... I'm I'm with it. I'm I'm specifically dear white people. Yeah. Uh, for the series, 
Bill Nair. I think that's April the twenty eighth. April twenty eighth. Yeah, I can get the dates on these. What about Bill Nye? Because that, that's the one I was most excited for. That's the one I didn't write down. I want to say it comes out like April 12th or something random. Like, I've been not... on like this. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I've, I've been on like that science and explorative kick on Netflix like, lately. Yeah. So I think that just fits right in that lane for me because I haven't really been just sitting down binge watching. And there's certain shows I know I want to watch, but. If I sit down and watch one episode four hours later, I'm gonna be talking about let me let me watch one more. Yeah. And it's like two o'clock in the morning. I know that game. It's a dangerous but, game. It's a dangerous game. Yeah, so I was like those little shows like that kinda kinda been hidden for me lately. And then you got the uh um Kevin Hart stand up, which I don't really fool with Kevin Hart stand up, but I watched a few stand ups and I wanna see where he is compared to the, these other stand ups I like. Like uh, I, I just watched Chappelle. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think is it Michael Shea? The uh, yes. he's a yeah. actor on on a Saturday Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So I kind of I was like, okay, I want to. I really I've never I don't I haven't seen the movies, but I'm just gonna take it for what it is and check it out when it comes out. I think that was later at the end of the month. I think. Let me see. Out to to clarify, Bill Nye comes out on April 21st. I thought it was the 12th, but it's the 21st. Okay. And then Kevin Hart, what now? Which I guess is the one that came out in 2016. That comes out on April 11th. Oh, see, I need to watch it because I thought that was a new one, Mm-mm. and that's the only reason why I had even. Oh well, yeah, I'm late. I need to. Do it. <laughs> well, shoot, that just that just killed my Netflix plan. Scratch. Dang. Well, not completely. Was that those are the only two or three things that you worked on the list? Yeah, cause I'm simple. I'm wait. I'm I'm trying to get through Iron Fist. Yeah, you know. Then I'm waiting on. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting on some shows actually. Um, wait. Oh, me, let me backtrack, though, because uh, what was it? Chewing Gum and The Get Down was on there. Definitely. And I started The Get Down, and I d- didn't finish. And it's one of those shows like, I'm going to just binge it when I finish it. And then, I mean, I think it might be worse, too. I'm like, I need, I need to get it, just get back on it. Yeah, just finish it out and then roll into the next saga. You know, Now you don't have to deal with like the, the bitterness of having to wait to see what's next. Because I don't think I finished. I was having like some finisher's remorse or something. Um and so with the, get down? with the get down, I still got episodes of like Grey's Anatomy um, as a different subject to like get oh, through. Yeah. Like I have, it's something about getting to the end of a season. Like instead of just doing it and dealing with it, I just stop. And I'm like, if I preserve this episode and never watch it, it never has to end for me. And so yeah. now I, I have this like. And I love I love Breaking Bad. Like I did end up finishing because it, it just got so good, and it was a window to binge mm-hmm. it. And I was like, we're gonna take it to the wall, but. Yeah, I don't. I get weird like that, so I got plenty of stuff I need to kind of clean up and go, go pick it back up with. But I don't know if I ever do it. Like I still have episodes of freaking um, How to Get Away with Murder to catch up with. I heard that and Scandal was just like wow. the uh, the bee's knees out here, and I, I just I'm so behind. I had to dump them sadly. What? I was just I just got tired of the story. It was just it's pretty yeah. Scandal. I watched the episode with Ryan two weeks ago, and it's it's back on. It's the thing. It's interesting. Dr. Wash. Yeah. Um, shout out to Young. We'll, we'll talk about that in, in excellence real quick. We'll slide through that um, and give Young Ryan Wash a shout out. But, um, yeah, got a chance to chill with him. And in doing that, we said through it. But mm-hmm. I, mm, you mentioned chewing gum, though. I'm definitely excited for chewing gum. Yeah, yeah. I'm, that's like I've, I've only seen a few minutes. I ain't going to lie. But... Mm. 
<laughs> it was when I started mm-hmm. it. Now like I gotta I gotta stop. Why? But just time to it. Yeah, time. yeah. We, I mean, on the move. I guess I'll be. I gotta, still you got to get get invested. You, you get invested in these shows, and then they just they just take your time. Steal your whole life so, away. They, I'm not gonna forget about them. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and spend some time with them. So well, that's April fourth. Chewing gum comes out April fourth. The get yeah, down comes out yeah. April seventh. Um, what else? I'm waiting on my other shows. I got my. I know it's not April, but I'm waiting on shows like House of Cards and Orange is New Black. Mm-hmm. There is like a Marvel series or something in there, but I'm simple on my Netflix. Right on. I need to get on it a little more. Well, I don't have an excuse a lot of times to like spend money going to see animated films anymore. I don't have a small child in my life that I can go take and go kick it like that. My nephew all the way in Kansas City, so we don't get to bond mm-hmm. around these. But The Secret Life of Pets was one movie that I was like, hmm. Just that concept in general. Like, what they do, I don't have a pet, but I mean, presumably what pets do when their owners leave um, was an interesting concept. Oh, yeah. So. That movie comes out on the 22nd, and I always, I find myself doing it, because I get off work early in the day on Thursdays, mm-hmm. is coming home on Thursdays and closing my blinds, even though the rest of the world is still doing things, and then watching, like, real <laughs> petty childish, it's something about them Thursday childish movies, or, like, them animated films, or just stuff I can sit in here and giggle, giggle to. That's my third, <laughs> it's, a, it's like a Thursday routine of mine, but don't tell nobody. You be giggling in a dim light. I do, and you judge that how you <laughs> Fight me. <laughs> Fight me. Uh, it's my life. Okay. The visual. It's my money and I want it now. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Sorry. Yeah. I just went to a JG, JG Wentworth type of place. Hey, don't be giving them no shout out. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you right. We ain't getting nah, no, money. Ain't no money off of that. We all, we all know the jingle. <laughs> Basically. Eight, seven, seven cash now. My goodness. Yeah. Um, what else? <laughs> Richard Pryor. So here's the reason why I put this down on the list. Richard Pryor. Um, He has a stand-up called Richard Pryor Live and Smoking. That's from 1971. And this comes out... It actually must be... I think it's already on Netflix. Um, Because I think it was made available on the first. The reason why I put this down is because I'm be honest. I have never seen Richard Pryor in nothing. It's been, it's been, yeah. wait, you ain't, you ain't seen like, uh, like Harlem Nights? I've, no, like, well, I see, I see, I saw Harlem Nights as a child, like as a kid, I have not mm-hmm. seen it in recent, recent history. So all I remember is like, remember Pascal Vassier? Remember that Buster Rhymes song? Pascal yep. Vassier? And in the video, right, this is back when videos were like a really major deal. It was so dope mm-hmm. because in that Pascal Vassier video, they redid Harlem Nights. It had, like, Monique in the video, had some other comedians in it. And they, like, I think she was, like, because ain't Della Reese in that movie or something like that? Yep. So yep. she was, like, playing Della Reese's character, and somebody stepped on somebody's foot, and ha, ha, ha. And it was, like. Shot, shot the pinky toe. That's what it was. Yeah, because yeah. she was, like, you shot my pinky toe, you. And she mm-hmm. was going off on somebody. Like, those, um. The, the Pascal Vassier video and then that moment in the movie gelled together the most for me what Harlem Nights was about, is about, like, that's my most vivid memory of it. All of that to say, uh, like, so no context of Richard Pryor from that. You know what I mean? And now I'm in a place where, because I still got to watch these Chappelle stand-ups, love Bernie stand-ups, okay. love Martin stand-ups, love... Mm-hmm. I also haven't really watched a lot of uh, Eddie Murphy stand-ups. But I, I, I want to see 
you know, for myself. And yeah, you got to You got to check them out. To, to Richard Pryor. So I definitely kind of want to watch this one, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I saw it on the list, too. And I'm, I'm going to check that one, too. Because I can't say I've, like, sat through one of his stand-ups. I've heard, like, routines and and those things, but I can't say I've sat through a whole special. Sure. Yeah, I mean, and just so. snippets of stuff, little clips, but never, I'm going to just sit here and take the experience mm-hmm. in, in, like the people did. Yeah. So. And he's so influential to a lot of the comedians, so. Yeah. Let's see what our fuss is about. I'm pretty sure I'll walk away um, just as excited and content as other people. Um, and, you know, if I have my criticisms, who's going to criticize a legend? He LG. So. Hey. That's what it is. R.I.P. R.I.P. All day long. All day long. Well, shoot. We got the list out. Um, those are just the things that kind of stood out to us. Make sure. I know the list is Googleable. Um, if that's a word. Mm, it, uh, is <laughs> yeah. it is now. It is now. The list I looked at was from Vulture.com. So, um, if you type in, like, what's new on Netflix, April 2017, um, I'm sure in a thousand different contexts, you'll be able to find it. So just Google it, figure out what's out, figure out what's on Netflix. Sometimes I have fun just kind of flipping through and mm-hmm. uh, favoriting things and kind of create, creating my own list of stuff to eventually get through. That way I don't have to go weed through every two seconds. So get your flicks on, get your flicks up, get your flicks list right. You know what I'm saying? It's 2017. I ain't going to say mm-hmm. Netflix and chill is the thing to say, but it's definitely still the thing to do. You know what I'm saying? So we'll be chilling. We'll be chilling. Yeah, yeah. You just don't really have to talk. Because being here, baby, like, oh, you about to go have sex. It's like, nah, that's not what that always means. Mm, I got to get these us, shows in. You know, some of us really are trying to catch up. So what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> nah, chill. I'm trying to, like, wait. Just Absolutely. See what's going to happen. So, shoot. We got you. The Flicks List. Uh, entertainment chop out of this thing we're gonna slide to a song we're gonna do some music for you real quick and as soon some as that's music. done we'll be right back uh yeah some music right back with the chop up i'll see you in a second y'all know how we do keeping the fresh music pumping and our next guest we got d chan straight out of h time stay down the track is called bad girl and you can find d chan on social media all platforms at d chan 1027 that's d chan 1027. Y'all make sure y'all check them out. The next track is called Bad Girl. Let's go.
All right, all right, we're back on the chop up. Yo, we got some dope music for y'all. Uh, make sure y'all keep sending it in to us at email at gmail.com. We appreciate all the submits, Definitely. all the feedback, all that. So, email at gmail.com. Hit us up. And Toya G. Yo, we about to slide right back into the Black Excellence Chase. So this past weekend was a Friday. Um, Mississippi State played UConn. You already know UConn had 111 straight wins. And this is hadn't like, lost this in is, some this years. This is women's NCAA. Women's NCAA tournament. Uh, it actually right. was the Final Four out here in Dallas. So Dallas put on phone. They had all type of stuff going on. But yeah, Mississippi State pulled up the pulled off the upset, and Morgan Williams. With a nice little floater, um, won the game, and she was really just going off all tournament because she had forty one points in the elite eight. Uh, I believe that was Baylor. Yeah, that was Baylor mm-hmm. that she hit that on. Um, but what intrigued? Well, there, this is a very interesting story just because UConn was on this historic streak, and Morgan Williams just hit the hit the buzzer beater to to advance them to the championship game where they lost to mm-hmm. South Carolina. South Carolina, but um, there was an article in the Players tri- Tribune, and she was tributing her her father, who was a, a major impact on her life, who passed away about three years ago. Yeah, and just just hearing you know hearing the backstory about that really you know really struck a chord with me, and you know seeing her play, you can see the inspiration she had, and and um. You know, it was just one of those moments in sports where you were like, damn, like, she did that. So it just made me want to know more about her. And she just it – w- it was just awesome to see. And it's great for, for women's college basketball Definitely. just to have some some parity in the sport. And, you know, you kind of – you know, they just get boring when the same team wins. Like, it's kind of with the Patriots, but not the same because football, I believe, has more parity. There's teams that won in between that. But UConn is just straight up dominating. Yeah. So – it's, it's, it was a, it was just a really uh, good moment, and um, just was a, glad to see. I was wanting to pull it out, but they lost to South Carolina uh, yesterday. So yeah, a lot but, of the I read the same Players Tribune article that you read, and I also read mm-hmm. some other little couple things about it. Um, some like stories around like yesterday's game. One of the I'll, I'll say two things. The very interesting thing I pulled from um, the Players Tribune article about Morgan Williams that I really thought was neat was how she talked mm-hmm. about her father. Um, I think a mm-hmm. lot of times we see, like, for, like, the Ball family, for example, or yeah. um, even with, like, the Williams sisters, right? Like, this kind of caricature of black fathers being too heavy-handed and too, you know what I'm saying, involved in what their kids is doing and kind of pushing right. too hard. And um, you know, those two examples aside, one of the things I liked about her explanation of how her father played a role in her life was like, yo, he was really hard on me. Like he would be like, yo, a, a rimmed out three. What was that about? Or 
or not a rimmed out three, but like a three that hit the rim, like you should have been hitting nothing but net. Or like, you know, mm-hmm. making her practice hard or not never letting her get too lost in Nick her accomplishments or whatever. But one of the things she said was dope was that like he never would tell me that I was like lit. He would never let me get complacent. He would never let me think I was dope. But he used to tell everybody I was amazing. Told so everybody I always else. knew. You know what I'm saying? And my father. Mm-hmm. And, and to some regard, like I think it's good, you know, being a, a, a kid who was a part of maybe not a, a physical sport, but a competitive activity um, for large parts mm-hmm. of my life, you know, I, I think it's very important to temper those moments and walk the line between telling your kid, you know, you out here, but you can keep going. You can keep eating and making yeah. sure you take out moments. Just be like, but you, you dope though. You good. I see you. Yeah. And, and I would, I would imagine. Humble. humble. Yeah, and, and I would imagine that, you know, those moments and their relationship had bo- all of that wrapped up in the one, which is why she's able to, like, think back so fondly to, to her father to press her through a lot of these moments. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just have to really Yeah. That was, I mean, it was, it was a really dope article. And it was something else that she talked about when she was at the free throw line. Like, she was specifically thinking about, you know, thinking about her pops. I'm just like, I, you know, I, I mean, I play competitive sports and just to have that on your mind while you're playing i i ha- i don't i don't have anything to pull from from there so for for me that's that's pretty spectacular yeah. to to be able to you know pull through like that and um like somebody like when dak prescott out here in dallas and he was actually at the game too and it was he was like hype on the first row mm. um you know just cheering on his uh his alumni so man it was just a. Uh, Dope, dope situation. It was, it was one of those games where you just like, damn, like she did that, like they did that, and you just had, you can't knock them. That was, it was a great game. Was, yeah, I like shout out to um, Mississippi State. I saw a lot of people get excited. I saw a lot of people on my timeline give them their credit where credit was due. Um, you know, one of the people who you know we grew up watching basketball on a more local level for us in college was Ida. Um, Ida Edwards from the state of Mississippi and you know she was definitely lit and excited for them to take the dub and a lot of people were you know willing to admit listen UConn is a great team but and Baylor's a Baylor are great teams but they just got outplayed and got outballed by mm-hmm. uh, about it Mississippi State team so shout out to them for sure for sure Whoa, 111 wins that was a UConn streak that's, that's big time so the second the second if if we can slide into uh, another piece of black excellence though before we slide up out of you know we celebrate championships and and, you know glorious moments um my man's my best friend actually it's three people involved in this and it's more than three um but i want to shout out ryan wash uh divine murphy dr wash divine murphy and nicole nave of uh the university of rutgers or rutgers university debate um, Rutgers University debate has accomplished something historical, but it's very interesting how they did this historical thing because the history was actually made first by Ryan Wash and Rutgers Newark uh, or Rutgers University graduate. I'm sorry, actually not graduate, but he went to Rutgers. Where did yeah he did graduate from Rutgers? Elijah Smith. It doesn't matter. Short long story <laughs> short, I had to work that thing out because I wanted to get everybody credentials right. But I'm gonna tell y'all what they did. I haven't even told y'all what they did. Basically, it's like this: 2013, Ryan Wash, Elijah Smith did something that had never been done in the history of competitive collegiate debate, policy debate. Um, they united the crowns, which means they won uh, both championships in the same year, um, which had never been done by anybody, let alone two black queer. Um, men 
in the activity who were such, um, you know, important integral parts to making this work. Now, the reason why we're both excited about this, right, is because Ryan is a mm-hmm. great friend of ours. He's a friend of the show. Uh, he's yes. my best friend in the whole wide world. So I'm always shout and scream and holler about this man out here getting it. And he united the crowns the first time, right, the year after we stopped debating together. Um, this sets us up for a couple seasons, clearly in between, but for him to then start coaching for Rutgers University debate. And in coaching for Rutgers University debate this year, Devon Murphy and Nicole Nave have become uh, the only this only the second team after Ryan and Elijah to unite the crowns. They again won CETA, which is the Cross Examination Debate Association National Championship Tournament, and they won the National Debate Tournament Championships, um, both in Kansas City, uh, both this past two weekends. Uh, and I like listen. They killed the game. That's big time. At these tournaments. And I gotta I would be remiss. Uh shout out to Willie. Shout out to uh shoot, who else is rolling with the squad? Carlos, shout out to Kozak, shout out to Lewis, shout out to Chaz. Um, that unit as a group moves heavy, they walk heavy. Shout out to Kiki, shout out to Nation, who are there were, you know, pushing it and coaching them uh, throughout Seed and NDT. But that crew went in there and killed the game. And to know that my boy was all a part of that, to know that my little sister, my little, you know, my niece, sister, whatever, however, you know, the black women love we share between me and Nicole. It's all fam. You know what I'm saying? Me and Devon. Devon <laughs> is my man. Let me tell you about this fool. Um, he calls me margarine. Um, and the reason why Mar- is that he says I'm slick <laughs> like butter. Um, <laughs> I don't understand. Hey. I don't get it, especially hey. when... Um, he was the top speaker at the NDT. Nicole was top speaker at CETA. I mean, they made all types of history. So I just, I had to wow. take this moment and this opportunity out to celebrate um, the three of them um, and that whole unit, Rutgers Newark debate. Um, y'all, ba- y'all some bad, y'all some bad ones out there. You know what I'm saying? Killed it. Killed it. And also shout out UMKC. Yo, that's, uh, that's Corey history. and Anthony, y'all did y'all thing too. Hey. Yeah. That's yeah. history. That's history. Basically. I'm, I'm glad I, I know people out here making history. And it's black. It's black folk doing it, which is you know a little teaser Wait, for where well, we, we going. Act like you ain't pick up no hardware. I don't want to mess up the. You out. <laughs> yeah. You out. <laughs> don't act like you. <laughs> Listen. Do not clap Yo, in the mic I, like that. I, I, I had to stop. I had to stop. It's all good. I almost messed up I, my setup, but while I was around these amazing people um, at the, the uh, Cross Examination Debate Association Championships, I picked up what is known to be the Rebecca Galantine Award, um, which is reserved and presented to uh, outstanding uh, coaches who are also women uh, <laughs> in the activity of debate. Um, they are known to be people who stand out in terms of character, in terms of service, and in terms of competitive success. And uh, it was an honor to be recognized. You know, Ryan surprised me uh, with the award. He do, he's the one who submitted the original nomination. He called my mama there. My sister was there. My my, my brother in law. Uh, listen, games were played. How many lies, tears? Lies were told. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got set up. Lies were told. You I don't cry. I don't. I don't really heavily cry in public. That's not really my go to. Um, so I didn't really cry any awards and re- cry any tears in receiving the award. But on the inside, mm. I was just all broken up. Just all broken up. You know? <laughs> just just no good to nobody on the just inside. Just a mess. So, yeah. It just only, but it was just in, inward. You know? I didn't want everybody yeah, to have to deal I with think. that. So, 
I feel you. That's that's tight I'm, though. I'm blessed. I'm blessed, and that's I'm around. I'm connected to blessed people, so it was just it was a good affair all the way out. It was a good affair mm-hmm. all the way out. Shout out to uh, Morgan William. Shout out to Rutgers Newark debate, uh, Rutgers University debate. Shout out to my damn self. Uh, yeah, shout <laughs> out to Toya G. Your shout 2017 Galantine Award winner. And, and it's real out here. But yeah, hey. a lot of great, excellent things going on. A lot of black people making moves. So you know what it is. We out here um, showing and shining in the area of black excellence. You feel me? Hey, we moving and grinding. That's it. And it's That's black it. excellence. That's it. Well, shoot, we got our shout outs out. We finna slide into another song real fast. We're gonna hit the track, but as soon as it's over, we're gonna be back with the rest of the show. Y'all know we keep that music pumping. We just gonna go ahead and move on to some better things. Better things, that is the name of the next track. My bad, my bad. But the artist is Rocket. That is R O C K I T. You can find him on Twitter at R O C K I T underscore S F O. You can find him on IG at Rocket by Flight, and then on SoundCloud at Rocket Music, and that is R-O-C-K-I-T. The name of the track is called Better Things, featuring Boy Dutch. What up, Dutch? Y'all check it out. Moving on to some better things. Let's go. Uh, right. Better things. I'm on the 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 better things. Bigger and better, bigger and better things. Bigger and better, bigger and better things. Bigger and better things. Look, fuck all that bullshit you're talking. My niggas on the move. Mama, she raised the G. I never been a fool. Girl, you still tripping off that. I've been off of you. Times change, people change, but you should try to yeah. my next move, gotta be my best move Got a whole list of shit that I gotta do Look, I might take a queen like a chess move Hundred gold chains on me, I pick the fool, y'all Be a fool, me your pockets on life support The condition is pretty cool They see I need to see the support But I never really gave a fuck what the people thought I'd do Like I'm on the better things in the new city Checking the truth With a bitch that's ballin' like shell swoop Y'all selling lies, but I'm living the truth I don't wanna hear the shit that y'all gonna do Cause I could never compare to a nigga who rap You gotta shine like a solar flare I'm resting with a poet there, yeah, nigga getting cold. Hold it, do say you been my colic. Then I post him out, man, for my soldiers. Feeling like I got the word of my soldiers. Doing worse, but now I'm doing better. I'm on the better things. 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 Bigger and better, bigger and better things. Bigger and better, bigger and better things. Bigger and better things. Fuck all that bullshit you're talking. My niggas on the move. Mama, she raised the G. I never been a fool. Never. Girl, you still tripping like that. I've been up for you. Times change, people change. Girl, you should try to. Yeah. I'm on the bigger and better things. I'm on a different level. I'm better at everything. You niggas worry about what niggas worry about. I just don't give a fuck what niggas worry about. No. Bigger and better. I mean what I say and I say what I mean. Check. I can do this all by myself, but what's a real player without no team? Look, fucking shooter, I'm my own shooter. But see a nigga like me? No, I never ran six guy. Plus, I'm never really by myself. I got Crips and Bloods with me. Yep, nigga, black mob. And we so high, I'm on the moon now. Yeah, I have to speed it up and know I'm never slowing down. 
I'm on the better things. 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 Bigger and better, bigger and better things. Bigger and better, bigger and better things. Bigger and better things. Fuck all that bullshit you're talking. My niggas on the move. Mama, she raised the G. I never been a fool. Girl, you still trippin' out there, I've been out for you Times change, people change, girl, you should try to Yeah All right, we're back. Thank you so much for listening to the amazing submissions that we have coming in. If you want to be a part of the group of people who um, do not miss an opportunity to make sure people are hearing what they're putting out, go ahead and send us that email. Send your mp3s to the chop up email at gmail.com. We will get you played. We'll get you on. Our only stipulation is, is that it has to be hot. You know, so don't send no staleness, Please. no dryness, none of that nonsense. But if you got some heat, you got some bangers you want to play. Period, point blank. We out here uh, doing this thing just for you. Free of cost. You know what I'm saying? Holla at your girl. Hit me on the hip. Anyway, 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 I want to slide <laughs> into uh, real quick. Let's jump into the social chop. And um, on this particular segment... I think this connects real good what we were just talking about in terms of just black people being on. And we have a lot mm-hmm. of segments like that because black people are just lit. But I think it's worth yeah. kind of jumping into this subject with the angle that you brought to me, which we also saw, you know, some other people writing about. But, you know, let, let's 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 talk about it. Are we in a black renaissance? Is it too soon to use that type of language? Or do you think that, that is an accurate kind of explanation for where we are 2017 in America in the world really but let's 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 talk about what's happening in our our pop it's, culture are we a part of a black renaissance right now definitely definitely you just gave uh two examples in mm-hmm. the last 4 years with NDT Cedar Sweets right. in debate that's just an arena that if I didn't know y'all I would have never known known about you know what I'm saying so this these are people that are going on the to be teachers, lawyers, and policymakers, you know, policymakers, activists, all that grassroots organi- organizers. Sure. So this is a this is a big deal that I feel like a lot of our people don't know about. But just know people are working on your behalf and in, in places that you may not even know about. Absolutely, but <laughs> absolutely. That's 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 just. One thing, and I can, I mean, it's just, we're going to get, I think we're going to fight, we're going to get into a lot, but I didn't even tell you this last night, I'm, my Netflix was not working, I didn't, I didn't get to mention that, so I'm flipping through the antenna channels, and I'm mm-hmm. watching uh, Univision, and they showing the soccer highlights, now tell me why they went through several soccer leagues in different countries, I'm seeing black people doing these crazy acrobatic shit, yeah. scoring goals, running past food, <laughs> And it's all in Spanish. I'm trying to like, you know, we try to learn a little bit. So anyway, I'm just watching. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like just black dudes. And, you know, I, I don't know where they from, but they, so I'm like, this is a sport that's typically not, not dominated by us. It's a global sport, but I mean, all the highlights I saw back to back to back black dudes on different teams. And I'm like, wow, this is, this is crazy on a global sport like that. So 
I mean, but we're, you know, it's even in the pop culture and movies, the music, it's it's all starting to reflect like a, a socially aware group. Mm. And, and that's that's what we need, you know, like I could think about like Solange album a few months ago or Childish more recently. Uh Jadena was going on one of them stations in New York it was just talking about the idea of just the birthright uh, just by just having that melanin mm-hmm. in your skin, just to be able to go travel freely throughout the continent, you know, what I'm saying like just these these ideas that I don't remember being discussed when when I was coming up. Definitely, and I think that's the that's the tiebreaker. Like we've always people have always known, you know, about people are moving and shaking and stuff like that. But just how much of this information is shaping our every single day is just like very different. Right, right. It's just I'm 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 really really digging that right now. It's just people speaking out, people are giving their time, giving their money, their their preference. Oh we like what we were talking about, um Chance the Rapper. He gave a a million dollars to the mm-hmm. Chicago schools. I'm like, yo, I, I know Chance is like he indie doing his thing. Like a million, that's 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 real. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, some of these artists been in the game 10 years. They got, they just deep, deep with their pockets. But for him to go out like that, Still like, just, man, that's real. I mean, that's real. And I, that's I think that's real. another huge, more so, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but just the level of, or the standard, I think, of authenticity is more so now, you know what I'm saying? Let me see what you're doing. Let me, like more, yeah. I, more than our culture. It was like I think then the standard of authenticity was let me see what you got, and now right. the new standard of authenticity is let me see what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like I think mm. it's like how are you moving? Like cool, you out here, you talking big stuff because it ain't even real cool no more to be on a completely on a. I spray down the block, I shoot a nigga like that. It has this niche, yeah, but hip hop. And black music and black culture and the things that signify us have been well-rounded so much uh, that I think the way they got to move around is completely different. You know what I'm saying? In order to be representative of us, you got to move different. And mm-hmm. I, kinda, I, I really actually kind of like that. I, I think it's worth saying, before we even get deep off into like all these different examples um, of like this kind of new black renaissance, that... I think it'd be framed in terms of not getting lost in the sauce. Like, don't get it twisted. We ain't just killing it. You know what I'm saying? We not out of our shackles. We not, or or we're not so far removed from the oppression that we talking about that, you know, you get any of this twisted. Because when I was sitting here thinking, I was like, so is this new black renaissance? Does that mean that, you know, or would somebody take this to mean that it ain't really as bad as it was or as it is, or that black people are still not being boxed out and categorically rejected and excluded and um, directly and indirectly, you know, experiencing like all mm. different types of violence just for being themselves in these industries. And mm, I think it's like just that we will not be denied type of thing going on. It's like, yeah, you can, you can hold us down, but we, it just get, we just get better. We get stronger. Exactly. We, just, we, we keep coming back up. Like, the resi- I think that's what a renaissance is. Just you coming, like you coming up, and 
it's like an explosion of just everything. I think it speaks everywhere. to a level of resilience. You know what I'm saying? Because white, like white yeah. people be quick to like. I've heard white people be like, "Yo," or people in general be like, "Yo, y'all, y'all just complaining about nothing because y'all running everything. Y'all got this. Y'all got that. Y'all own this. Y'all own that. You know what I'm saying? And like, right. be like, I don't even understand why y'all tripping. Black people are everywhere. But I think the tiebreaker mm-hmm. for w- whether or not you know this can be truly like a sign of victory or a sign of us just surviving and, and pushing through eyes, like you said, is the, the level of backlash that pops up every time niggas try to do something. Like, if we just had right. it like that, it wouldn't be no backlash. It wouldn't be no issue. It wouldn't be no problem. But you saw, we talked on the episode before about the, the temper tantrum white people went into when uh, Dear White dear white People was coming out. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. when they heard that, they was hot. And so... Yeah. Cancel their membership. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a, a one <laughs> <laughs> of a million fulfilling examples of how you know the backlash that exists the visceral response that we get every time we try to make a move proves that we ain't got it as good as you think we do because it's definitely for every 10 million 10,000 white people that are consumed something it's another 10,000 that they 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 knives is getting sharper their list is getting longer they getting more and more pissed mm. off about something you know what i'm saying so yeah that's a, that's the thing that that you know. Right on the money, because that definitely happens. Yeah. In every arena, like, I'm reading The $40 Million Slave, and he kind of, uh, the author kind of goes back to the jockey syndrome, which was way, when, way back when, when horse racing was a thing, black folks was running that. And they was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, hey, they too good. We need to, like, mm-hmm. you know, calm down on that. So they started finding different ways, and eventually they was just gone out of horse racing. That's and, how they do. You know, they start putting up yeah. barriers and, and different... <laughs> walls up to where you can't really move around and do what you want to. They'll do little stuff like here's a dress code. Here's a a mm-hmm. grandfather clause that says your grandfather had to be free. You know, just raw types of little yeah. random stuff. Like, yeah. It's, it's wicked because it's like, damn, really? Alright. But that's definitely a phenomenon that just, it repeats itself. So, shit, we just gotta keep being resilient, keep being those yeah, I mean, them, them great black folks. We've been living FUBU, you know, before, during, and after FUBU was a thing. You know what I'm saying? I think um, the black, the new black renaissance represents for us by us, you know, and, and just a lack of dependence yeah. on um, the systems and structures that are already out there, the industry that is already out there. Like, so many black people in so many different directions have just been like, yeah, yeah, that's all right, but I'm not about to try to do that for you no more. I'm not getting enough out mm-hmm. of it. You, you putting too many constraints on me, so this is what it's about to look like for me. And I'm really just loving that level of black people owning what they want to do. Yeah, you know I mean, so mm-hmm. what are what are some of your favorite examples of this? Ooh, because I, I got a, I got a couple examples. Ooh, favorite? Oh wow. Hmm. So like, I don't know. Like one of my he, favorites. What's up? Yeah, give me one. Get, go ahead. Go well, ahead. Go I was ahead. just gonna go to sports. You know, in terms okay. of just all the different things that's happening in sports. You got uh, Ice Cube coming out with this three on three league. Have you heard about that? Yes, and I'm I'm with that all the way. Yo, um, he's linked you need up young with players in that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, go ahead. I'll keep going because I. Give out divorce out of details if you have them. With the you league. said, what about, you said do what? No, with, with the league, you were going to say something else. I didn't want to. Oh, yeah, just know that they, they they got partnerships with people like Chauncey Billups. He's built, uh, okay. he's pulled in um, your boy, 
uh, Allen Iverson on the till. Yes. Uh, okay. What's my yeah. man's name? Charles Oakley, you know, who was just recently in the news because he was being badged and beat mm. up on by the owner of the Knicks or whatever and just, just treated all types of crazy ways and everybody took Tripping. his side. Um, but mm-hmm. a whole bunch of the older players about to get this three-on-three league cracking, and I think that's really dope because that's taking an industry – um, and I think they're playing in the Barclays Center, the Barclays Center um, up in, yeah, what is that? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Uh, so yeah. that that building is getting some mileage out of it, considering the Nets are kind of trash. Um, so Yeah, but they hold a lot of boxing events, big yeah. time championship boxing matches. They do a lot of events. For sure. Well, that's, I mean, one more thing they can add to the list, and that's something else black people can be in trouble of getting money from. You know what I'm saying? That's a, a huge place to, to house and hold events. And so the fact that yeah. the fact that um you know uh, Ice Cube is even on that tilt and about to make that money is just a beautiful look. Yeah, he out. Yeah, he he's a definitely a, a forward thinker. Yeah, and I, I I love that just the the idea of owning a league and I'm just like wow like the college basketball championship game is on right now I'm looking like all I see is black folks mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. <laughs> and or you know. But anyway, um, but not. It's one of the things like if we if we own us, like why why can't we have our own leagues? I'm, why can't we? There's enough of us for sure. We, because uh, one one example is uh, during the lockout. See, um, was that 2011 or 2010? One of those seasons, uh, they were still hooping. They would go to gyms. I think they was calling it the Drew League mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. And they was packing out the gyms and having these great basketball games, and people was live and people was getting autographs. And when at the, that was when was um the, when didn't LeBron get dunked on or something like that? Something crazy happened, and then he tried to him. I think that was at I think that was at a summer camp, oh, okay. but it might have been during the same time because they was out, you know, competing, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what you do. But LeBron LeBron was weak for that because everybody get dunked on. It's so many athletes out here to not ever get dunked. Yeah, on. Yeah, and he like made them delete the video out. or something like that. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Add to the he list of reasons why I'm not worried that's about LeBron James. That's one of my favorite players, but he, he got a prize with ego. Because that's his weed. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he got dunked on. Get that man his props. Just, he, or, or go he, dunk on him. A, a, that's what you do? Yeah. Nah, bro. I got to get you back. <laughs> if somebody ever get me, somebody ever get me, I'm like, nah, I got to get you back. Yeah. Like, it, it's all good. You got me, but nah. I'm go ahead. I thought that was the point of, like, know. having – an arena or a, a, a shared field of combat is like, I'll just do to you what you did to me and we'll just, you know, gotcha. Yeah. I'm not going to go delete the evidence of it. Like I'm human. Like, I don't know. That would have been a great moment for him to appeal to like the human side of him. Like, yeah, it was a good time. Things happen. I'm still LeBron James. Check the stats, ho. Um, yeah. Like for real, like, like that's as weak to me. But whatever. Oh no, son. Again. But yeah, he should have been the basketball leagues. He should have been a professional <laughs> swimmer with all that flopping he likes to do. Um, he getting so, on my nerves with that right now. Like seriously, another bro. example. That of that, that has to stop. That that has to stop. I'm, it's not gonna that, stop. I'm, it's part of his game. Sick of it. I'm sick part of, of his it. game. He dunks on people and flops on the floor. That's, and that's why I, I. That's why I fool with Russell Westbrook, and I didn't used to, but. I just like the the fire and the tenacity. LeBron will stop like a whole that. game. Yeah, stop and a I, whole I'm, game. I'm not with that. I'm here to play and and win. I just be like, yo, uh, yeah, you know they recording this, right? You know you on tape? Did you know you was on tape? Yeah, you forgot. Yeah. You thought the only the refs, huh? Only you know they got refs watching it. 
like that's not even here. They had a station that mm-hmm. refs go to just sit and watch everything that happens in the game so they can make a double, a doubly short uh, assessment of the foul you didn't get. So somebody's going to catch the fact that you lying. It's just weak. I just, I've never understood why he moved around like that. But um, Ice Cube with this three-on-three league, you got <laughs> <laughs> LeBron, you know, even uh, criticisms aside, we had talked about, I think on a previous episode, him doing some management and doing some things. The for, sports agency. Yeah, and professionally on uh-huh. that side of it. You got um, Colin Kaepernick, who has been exemplar and demonstrating, even when you try to ice him out of the league, he's still going to not only – um, I really hope he gets signed to a team. And even if he don't, he's still making moves and making good on his word and what he said he was going to do, supporting his not only his, but just broader communities uh, that are struggling mm-hmm. and living it, living through a lot of the social issues of our time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, you, I'm you know he's getting blackballed, though. And period. Hardcore. And that's the thing. We have our own leagues that don't happen. And there was a, a black football league before the NFL. Well, while the NFL was going on, but they realized, what was it? Uh, what was it? Who? Somebody beat Alabama. UCLA beat, or USC beat Alabama with all them black players on there, and that changed everything. Yeah. So, um, there was black black leagues at the time playing, traveling and playing like semi-pro and professional uh, white teams, and they started. Diffusing those teams and integrating them into the to the NFL, and they just disappeared. The the owners of those teams thought they was gonna get a cut or something, but nope, they just squashed them, took the players, and the NFL exists. So it's just like man, you know, it's like there was a time when there was ownership, but it was just just got ate up, and people didn't have the foresight to like really stand up and say, nah, we this is ours, this is our people, you know. So, I I hope we get back to that. I mean, I hope we get back to it, and I hope that there's a general social consciousness that's developed around people just having their own voices and perspectives. I think more time than not, or more of a time than now, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a really a time for league owners, which it'll never happen, because they worried about their bottom dollar too much, but... These players need to be <sighs> autonomous. Like, just look, these not slaves, these people. These people that experience stuff, that have seen what happens when you try to live above the money and pretend like money protects you, they're not fooled by that no more. So that might be something that lets you go to sleep at night. But these same people who got to get a call from uh, Lil' Keith and Ron Ron and Tasia from the block, they mm-hmm. they they like they not forgetting where they came from. They nobody going to let them. So I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. And Colin Kaepernick ain't even got that life. Well, he biracial and was adopted by two white people. Like... Mm-hmm. And even still, he got enough nerve to know that there are just things because of how he's been coded, how he walks around in this world, he has a responsibility. And so, I mean, that's why I love him. You know what I mean? Real talk. Mm-hmm. But up. sports tip, you see that new Black Renaissance, you definitely see a thousand different examples in music from everything, Lemonade to Pippa Butterfly to the new, what what's the Bitch Be Humble song I guess Kendra came out with, Solange, Seat at the Table. All of these songs have been used to like critically analyze the black experience. Um, <laughs> get Out, yeah, Hidden Figures. Get Out, Hidden Figures. Uh, Fences, Moonlight. A million for Philly examples of just how we've taken the medias by storm. Um, you know, everything from the the Oscar so white shift and slip up that exposed that as white as it is, Moonlight's still gonna get it shine. You know what I'm saying? Like 
<laughs> all of that, like just seeing the seamlessness we've been able to move in and move through. I think about slang, everything that this culture does from dabbing to calling something bad and bougie to saying something's on fleet. Like we literally mm-hmm. shape American culture. And that's something that pisses us off, pisses me off so much is that we get treated like dirt and trash, but y'all literally, you literally live and die by what black people do in this country. Like it wouldn't be no America. But this ain't new news. This ain't new news. You wouldn't have stoplights and air conditioners and peanut butter and all types of stuff if it weren't for black people. Remind so, them. Uh, I mean, I don't want to go down to <laughs> Black History Month was a month ago. Thank you. Uh, so I, I won't mean, take I us gonna, back. I should let you go. I mean, I listen, know. you know I got I'm the just list. Post it up. Honey, your hair care, your beauty supplies, um, just so much. I'm posted. Um, let's see. What else? Black Renaissance, I think, represents also, too, the widespread acceptance and rocking of dashikis. You know what I'm saying? Like, just that mm. in and of itself as a cultural artifact. You got it on dresses and skirts and bow ties. and Because uh, it uh, wasn't a thing before. It prom was like, fashion no. and wedding fashion. And I teach mm-hmm. in dashikis. And dare somebody to yeah. say something to me about it. Like, what are yeah, you talking I'll about? Yeah, i fight you. Right Honey, now. if I came in here in some leather hosen or a uh, <laughs> a kimono or a poncho, would you would you say anything? No, okay, well then mm-hmm. move around when I come in here with my dashiki on. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I love it. Be I be feeling so black. Sit down. Like the the proliferation of unk tattoos. Everybody got an unk somewhere. <laughs> Either you wearing it, you got it tatted. Um, you gonna get yeah. it tatted, right? Like, but I, I just mm-hmm. love it because. Win, lose, or draw, you are clinging on to blackness. Now, can I say this as an aside? The random, the random, you said you don't? I know, I said I want to hear it. I'm about to say, don't you do me like that. Listen, (laughs) the random white ladies um, who like to walk around the grocery store in dashikis and big dashiki mumus, there's a special place somewhere for you. Um, Oh, that's, oh. There are. You're seeing that? There, I've I've seen so many just civilians, and by civilians I mean you're not you're not fighting every day in the war of anti-blackness. So yeah. you just out here just living. You get to reap the benefits of the culture, and you just got this shiki on, and you just at the store getting almond milk, and you about to piss me off. Oh my lord, almond milk. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so I've seen I've seen actually I've seen some like some some very close to it, and it kind of made me like. I feel some type of way. I kind of looked all the way back. Like, what was that? Like, I, like the like the type of print, but it was on a shirt. And I believe I've seen that a couple times. Like the dark mm-hmm. type of uh, pattern, like t-shirts. Yeah. Uh huh. Definitely. I, I didn't see it on. Is that what they doing now? They putting it on everything, and I mean yeah. the there's it's a whole separate conversation when you talk about the commodification and the like the interesting cultural relationships uh, mm-hmm. that we kind of created in the, uh, around African attire and the prints and stuff like that. Um, and it gets kind of weird and murky there. I think that's a whole separate conversation, but I'm always going to be more excited that black people are just like, look at what represents our culture that they thought they stole from us. Let's, let's celebrate it. Let's wear it. Mm-hmm. Look how dope this is. Like George, my, my boys George and Rashid was the first ones I seen wearing shikis. I always will accredit them. And I got like damn near seven, eight shikis in my closet. But I will always accredit them with being the ones who made it cool for me. Because they put them what on. With, 
Yeah, they put them on. I remember coming back from 20 was like, hey, look at these niggas. Look how they put their shit on. Look how they put their shoes on. Put these shoes on. And they got the J's on. They got these dope-ass jeans. They got, you know, whatever little loafers on. They got whatever color combo. And it's only gotten better. George Shiki game is through the roof. You know what I'm saying? And she, and she already coming with the gold unks and the ma'ats and the everything. So mm-hmm. it's it's crazy right now. Um, and, and they kill the game consistently. But I'm just loving how much of our culture is being reflected in what is everything from turn up to turn down attire um, in, in our society. So black people... We uh, eat it. I just, okay. I love it. Gotta keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on. Yeah, I mean, and that's what we're gonna do. I love the spirit and the tenacity of us to continue to press and push boundaries and to be more creative and to be more innovative and to continue to out pivot um, dominant society and to keep them on their toes and to really keep them thirsty. White people be thirsty for what we doing next. What's what's the new thing? What's the be new waiting on what's it? The, you know what I mean? And Just, took the do rag and the <laughs> and the 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 braids and call them different names. I'll be like, I see y'all, we see y'all. All types of weird. But we stuff. still we still guys keep doing us though. But what's the we standing like Ice Cube in the street? The what textbook understanding of it all is is imitation is the is you know the finest form of flattery. So thank you. You really do oh, want to be us. You think we lit? We appreciate that. I'm yeah. in my stance and my hands out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? But, I mean, yeah, what's up? <laughs> no, I was acting it out. I'm tripping over here. You Keep good, going. you good. Well, no, nah, I was just going to say, really, that's that's about the nuts and bolts of it. I think, you know, like I, I said, we are in a, a FUBU moment right now. Uh, it's We're in a for us, by us society. Um and black people making the rules. And we're going to continue to do that. We're going to continue to act up <laughs> and, and live by our own rules. And y'all going to keep jocking it because that's all y'all know how to do. So, I love it. I love where we are right now. Go. I don't know. Is that the uh, is that the end of the episode? That's the end of the episode, okay. G. Yeah. And that's what it is. Shout out to the people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Sh- for sure. Shout out to the people. Shout out to the people. All right, y'all. We at this thing. We out, Toya G. Another episode of the Chop Up in the Books. Make sure you stay tuned and make sure you are sending in your submissions, the Chop Up email at gmail.com. And you know we coming with a new episode with new music, new Chop Up, new topics, new hotness for you sooner than later. So make sure you stay tuned. Love y'all. Hey, we out. This is the Chop Up. This is the Chop Up. This is the Chop Up and no one can do it live. My name is Cam G, the coolest. Allow me to do the honor. I'm with my sister Toya G and she's straight out of KC. Moved to the West Coast, but still gon' keep it G. We got together to give the people something that's free. The Chop Up should come off organically, cause